tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after show entertainment. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Hey there, Suns fans. Welcome back to the After Show for Sons of Anarchy here on AfterBuzz TV. Talking about Season 7, Episode 7, Green Sleeves. I'm Matt Lieberman. Joining me as always, Mr. Stephen Lemieux is here. Hey, Matt. How's it going? I'm, I'm doing very well. We missed you, you last week. I know. It's good to be back at the table. Unfortunately, Kevin Undergaro not at the table with us this evening. And I do have to say, just because fans have been asking, Chris Lee will not be joining us on the panel this season. Yeah. She just... It, it's she's, hard with she's scheduling. In, she's incredibly busy. You yeah. know, it's, it's, uh, it's our loss but it's her gain you know uh, we're very very proud of her she's got a lot of great opportunities uh and you know it's it's one of those things it's it's definitely sad for us here at sons but we're really proud of her she's she's doing great things with amc yeah definitely yeah um, so let's talk about this episode. I'm really liking where this, this season is going. I know we had some gripes, uh, at the beginning of the season, but once we have, once we had Lynn locked away, I feel like a lot of our big key issues started to wrap themselves up. And I feel like a lot of it comes from just that perception issue of, of watching Jax dole out justice that is not warranted and to lead the club down a dark road. Uh, over a mistake. Well, he's still leading him over a dark road, but at least his mind is not so focused on revenge right now. Well, that's the thing. It's like he's leading them out of it. He's he's mopping up. You know, it's clearing the last few bodies in his mind, yeah. clearing up the last few bodies to get them through it, so that they can live a life of normalcy again. Well, because at this point, he assumes that he can just take care of Lynn like that. Yeah. Can we get guys can, to quiet down out there? Yeah. What's going on? Don't they know? Don't they know Don't this they is Sons, know of Anarchy? Sons of Anarchy? Yeah. Uh, there's going to be mayhem. Yeah. It, it, there's going to be hell to pay, and, and he's severely underestimated August Marks. We'll get into all of that. Oh, um, but one of the scenes, like maybe my favorite scene of the season so far, was in this episode where uh, Jax thanks the club for trusting his judgment and being there for him, even when he brought a personal vendetta to the table. You know, it's a moment of clarity in an otherwise very smoky and very fog-filled season. I, absolutely. And it's him owning up to the risks that he incurred on all of them that they largely, you know, they lost West. They lost so many people at Diosa, and yet they still stuck by him. They didn't doubt him for a second. That's huge. They are his family. And, and it's sad that now we got Bobby in trouble. I know. Well, I can't. Ugh. I, I legitimately, as soon as he went off alone in that car, we were like, like, no! Mm-hmm. Well, that's the thing, right? We didn't even think about it, but that's the car that was that was at uh, Pope Industries at the dig site with the body. So if there were any cameras, you know, they're going to track that car, they're going to get whoever's in it, and they're going to do something horrible. I was even wondering that. Like, they were all at the dig site in broad daylight doing stuff with bodies. I'm like, nobody's seeing them. Yeah. So this makes sense. Well, that, they like, they set it up earlier in the episode yeah. that there's only one person on site. They go to lunch and yeah, yada yada. 
but let's let's start by talking about Juice. You know, at the at the top at the end of last episode, we were like, oh man, you know, what's going to happen to Juice? Is he a goner? Uh, they didn't just kill him at the end of the, the episode, which means that he has to have something else to do. But we pick up kind of further down the road uh, after they've already set up this plan with him. And uh, this opening shot is just beautiful, epic. This high angle shot of everybody out in the desert as Jax hands him back his cut. One last mission. I, now, I want to ask you, Stephen, do you think that if if Juice is able to pull this off and he you know, gets out of prison after murdering Lynn... Do you really think that they would let him have his cutback? Or are they just leading him on? I think I think much to much to Chibs and Bobby's dismay. Mm-hmm. Cuz I think Bobby's kind of on Juice's side a little bit mm-hmm. where I mean we, even when he's explaining to the club, like this is all he wants, like he'll do anything we tell him and his so I think he kind of understands June's thinking cuz they say he has had so many chances to run but Honestly, I just think Tully's going to kill Juice as soon as they kill Lynn, as mm-hmm. soon as he kills Lynn. I mm-hmm. think Jax is going to tell Tully to take out Juice, but I think what's going to happen is I think Unser's going to get Juice put in solitary and not accessible by anyone. Because he knows that Juice must know something. Yeah. Because of all, that's like really the core thread of this episode, besides setting up this big conflict with August, yeah. is watching Gemma unravel. And, and, uh, watching how one misconception, how one missing piece of information withheld from her, which is what led to Tara's death last season. God. I know. But how one missing piece of information can send Gemma down a spiral. That is almost unstoppable. Well, it could have it could have led to everyone at that house being killed by Gemma mm-hmm. and her just running away. Well, I don't think she, I don't think she would have killed everyone. I think she would have probably she would have pulled a gun on Jax and tried to walk her way out of there. She maybe would have shot some of them if she had to, but I don't think she has it in her to kill I think, everybody. I think if Jax wasn't there, I think they would have if. If it was just Happy and Rat and they were waiting for Jax and the family was not in that room, mm-hmm. I think she would have tried to kill Happy and Rat. Wow. Because I think, I think she would have pulled a gun, Happy would have made a move, and I think she would have killed Happy. Well, here, let's, let's back up back a bit. Up, yeah, yeah I, I, let's stay on topic. Like, it's a great episode. Yeah. We got a lot we want to talk about. Uh, you know, honestly, I, I agree with you on Juice. I don't think that there's any way that they're going to give him his cutback. I feel like they are purely leading him on, using him as a tool to get to Lynn. Um, I feel like it's a devil, devil's bargain that they're making, uh, with Juice here, and, uh, the poor guy just doesn't know what's going to hit him. And I 100% agree, especially based on, uh, the scenes from next week. My apologies to those who consider that uh, spoiler territory, but just like, you know, Unser is aware that there is a connection. There's a reason why uh, the club was fully aware that Juice had been picked up and that uh, Gemma is more concerned about what Juice knows than uh, she should be. Yeah, because it's like, okay, she hid Juice. Yeah. But is Jax going to kill her over hiding Juice? Exactly. Like, why is she so absolutely fearful? And then Wendy now, mm-hmm. and Wendy and Unser have a fairly good relationship. Yeah. Wendy now knows that Gemma was, like, fearing for her life at this point. Exactly. And and Gemma does not fear for her life lightly. She's a tough chick. She's not gonna, she's not going to break down in tears over, you know, some small slight. Or even, you know, a, a, a harboring juice going against the club, but not killing somebody. Not doing something really horrible. Yeah, and all all she'd have to do is say something like, "Well, Clay told me to watch out for him." 
like Clay, or, or even something like, "Look, he he's just like a son to me. You understand? Yeah, Jax. he's like, family. He she could talk her way out of it easily with Jax. They'd still probably kill Juice, but she could talk her way out. And she's his mom. Mm-hmm. Like harboring somebody like that is not grounds for killing your mom after all the other stuff you've done, Gemma. Yeah, it drives me nuts how underestimated Unser is in this community. Everyone continues to forget, maybe just because he was a dirty cop. I forgot that, he was a cop till this season, honestly. Like, really? N- like, no, like, I didn't forget, but, like, I didn't think about it. Yeah. And then... The man sh- was was the yeah. chief of police. But he was... he was or the lowered, head of the sheriff. He was lowered to such a position that you kind of just... It goes to the wayside. Now mm-hmm. he's coming back, and... I mean, I, he he guaranteed will not make it out of this season alive. Mm-hmm. Guaranteed, there's he's, no way. But that's the thing is like he's always had a strong investigative brain, yeah. but he's never had really he's never had a huge reason to use it. Not in a long time. Uh, mostly, he's been watching from the sidelines, trying to take care of everybody, trying to keep everybody whole, trying to keep the town whole. Um, and uh, it's great to see him finally self-actualized and have a reason, have a, a, a cause to go after. Um, and he's really going to royally screw up the club's plans and Gemma's plans. Well, they deserve to have their plans screwed up by Onser. Because they're criminals. I just think that Onser deserves to be the one to take this down and leave the club in a better place. Well, I mean, the guy's been suffering from cancer for so long. You know, he's he's on borrowed time. So to have him go out with this heroic arc, uh, I'm really, really jazzed about. I, I And I, I agree with you. I think he's going to pull juice before he can do anything about Lynn because of all the knowledge that he has. Uh, and I, I, I'm really, really excited to see where that goes. Uh, you know, Juice obviously very upset or confused that he's not in Gen Pop, uh, and he meets his new roommate who is a friend of Tully's, and we'll see how that relationship evolves in the next episode. Uh, okay, so the club, we got one last big obstacle before we can get clear of all of this mess that we started, and that's August Marks. Well, let me, since we're still kind of talking, since we were talking about kind of uncertain, okay. um, I don't think there's much more to talk about his character for this episode, aside from him seeing Gemma being driven off, but that's just more into his intuition on this, is, um, oh, what was it? Oh, my God. I hate it when he does. Unser was the one with Egley. Egley was the one who told, un- told only told Unser what mm-hmm. had happened. Yeah. And I think what's so interesting about this season is any other season, if Unser had told Jax what he told him... We'd know that Jax is square, and we know that Jax is not thinking of outside perceptions of killing Egley. But mm-hmm. even watching the scene, I can't trust that. Really? I can't trust that Jax won't go kill Egley to protect things with Tully, because if the white supremacist says she's alive and she has some memories, we've got to end her, and they tell Jax to do it, I think he would do it just to keep his relationship with the white with the white supremacists. I I don't know I don't know if I don't know if I agree with you. I, I see I see your point there in terms of the level of ruthlessness that Jax has had to uh, had to put out there to get this revenge going. I, I I understand it from that perspective, but he likes Egley. He wouldn't want to kill her. He would try to find any other way to do it. Especially now that a lot of the pressure, at least until we find out about this big August reveal, seems to be off. Of him you know uh, keeping this relationship alive is really only useful until lynn is dead that's that's the thing and now that juice now that juice is in prison now that, that he's in county he's closer to that than ever before and and honestly 
I think he trusts Unser implicitly in regards to Egley. Uh, I think that he thinks that he's got enough pull with Tully that he can make sure that she can stay alive. Um, I think that if Tully said, you know, we need her dead, I think that Jax would absolutely push back on that. I think would absolutely push back on that. He would try to find a way around it. But I think he would try. Hmm. But I think if they insist on it, he would do it. I don't think he would carry it out. I think, you know, if it ha- I think that the way the show would, would write it, I think... It would have it would happen, and now he'd have to wrestle with the fact that he can't trust the white supremacists. But that's just me. And we're talking about hypotheticals. Oh yeah, you know, it's it's what people are wondering right now while they're watching. So. Absolutely, and it's 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 one of those uh, one of those loose ends that the show doesn't leave a ton of. It's true. Uh, I guess since we're we're talking about Unser, maybe we should just talk about Gemma and Wendy and everything that's going on there, and then circle back around to the club. Sure. All right. So. Gemma is kind of at kind of at wit's end here. Uh once she finds out that Juice not only has been picked up by the club but is now in prison, she fears for her life. She fears for her life because she has no idea what Juice might have told the club. She's not getting any communication from Jax. And we were even saying it, you know, during the show and I feel like not enough communication occurs between this mother and son. Why doesn't she just call him? Just tell her it's a family problem. Yeah, tell exactly. Tell her it's an issue between a mother and son. He's like so in the dark here. Yeah. He's so in the dark here and he's making it so vague that of course she's going to be upset. And it's like out of all the guys to send to go pick Gemma up and be vague about You bring Happy, happy and Rat. Mhm. My god, like Happy is just already the most intimidating guy on the team because he's just because he's a murderer well he's a sociopath yeah he's he's there's not any kind of emotion there that's why that's why he's called happy yeah um uh, i i loved i loved watching katie seagal in this episode when she realizes or at least in her mind realizes what's going down and she the tension is just stretched out so palpably when uh you know, at first she says, I need to go to the house to pick up some things. She thinks she's in danger. She thinks she's being brought out uh, to the cabin to be murdered. And uh, then we have this awful scene where she tells Thomas that she murdered his mother. I killed your mother, baby. It was by accident. I know, but it's like kids. It's happened. Kids absorb that stuff, man. People think that they, they're not going to hear it, they're not going to understand it. Kids absorb way more than anyone gives them credit for. I know that he's just a baby, but it, the energy in that room, he may not remember it, but it will shape his experiences. And then poor Abel, like the shock of the episode, the biggest turn in this episode... Abel is now armed with the knowledge that his grandmother killed his mother. Not just armed with that knowledge, but that's going to... Aware gonna, of what a, it means. Aware of what it means. It's going to affect him for the rest of his life. Like, if, if he wasn't already screwed, and, like, that's what kills me about the show, is that this kid has been the sacrificial lamb of the show for its entire run. He has just, he has been kidnapped. He, he, was, he was born with is, drugs in his system. How old is he at this point? At this point... I think he's five or six. Okay. He's picking a, he picked a fight with a first grader who's older than him. He's like, he's in kindergarten. He knows his tribe. No. Um, oh, brother, don't, a, don't even start. We, I, my family had a, had a relative that blatantly betrayed us in like a really hardcore way. Hmm. Like they took our dog and killed our dog. Oh my God. Like there's more to the story, but 
I was seven years old at the time, mm-hmm. and that literally shaped my trust of outside family members. Mm-hmm. Like, literally, that was like a huge moment. Like, if I recall big moments in my life, that's one of the largest ones from when I was a kid. Yeah. So, like, I can guarantee you that overhearing a woman who's basically your mom at this point, who's basically your caretaker at this point, saying that she has killed your mom in such a... And that's like, oh, that's like, I'm talking about a dog and that shaped me. This mm-hmm. is your mom. Yeah. And you have to remember a few episodes ago, back when they were at the, uh, back at Red Woody during lockdown, Abel took it upon himself to protect his brother. Yeah. And this woman who's saying she killed his mother, his grandmother killed his mother, is holding, is holding his, brother. his brother. God. So now, because his father... The one example of of how an adult should behave that he has that's, that's consistent, not only is he nowhere, but he had that conversation while at Red Woody about protecting people. That's what he does. He protects people. So I have to wonder if it's Abel that pulls the trigger on Gemma. Pulls the trigger metaphorically as in no. telling or just literally killing her? Like literally killing her. I know that that sounds far-fetched and that sounds ridiculous. That sounds ridiculous on the face of it. Can but- you just imagine him shooting Gemma and then Jack's finding out and him being like, accidents happen. Accidents no. happen. No, that's that's <laughs> not what I'm imagining. I'm imagining he shoots Gemma, Jax walks in, and we, we, we the sound fades out and we go into our final song montage of the series. And it's, I don't know what's, it's just a like an acoustic version of the opening theme I, that's song. That's what I'm hoping for. Yeah, sung, sung by, by Katie, Katie Seagal. Ah, <laughs> uh, green sleeves of a... No, I, we'll look, get an American Horror Story yeah. musical-esque thing for the final season <laughs> no of the No one can say that Kurt Sutter doesn't love his wife. No one can say it. No. Because she gets everything on this show. I mean, show. the only thing that the show is missing is more Katie Seagal. In well, my yeah, we could use some more Katie Seagal in everything. this show. Yeah, everything. She can hey play guys, all the parts. We, we, need a, we need a biker, like an extra biker to get shot in this scene. Katie, can you uh, can you yeah. come in here? Come on, yeah. Just put like a put a helmet on her. We're good. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, all right. Before we move on, we we've got a little more able stuff to talk about, and then we've got all this great club stuff. We got to talk about Nero. We got to talk about Alvarez. I want to really, really quickly mention iTunes. You know, folks, I say it every week, and only because it's the truth. The best way to support AfterBuzz TV is to go to iTunes, rate and review the shows that you listen to or that you watch on YouTube. It's quick. It's easy. It doesn't cost you a dime, and it helps us out a whole bunch. It's how we get our sponsors. It's how we get our guests. It's how we make our network the way that it is. We put out over 80 hours of free podcast content every week. And it is the largest array of after show content on any platform anywhere in the world. It's the truth. Nobody does what we do. Nobody does it as well as we do. And it is thanks to your continued support that we are able to do it the way that we do it as often as we do it and on time. So... Thank you so much for that. Uh, and you also get a great shout-out here on the show. And the more people we get, the longer this section takes, which is great, too, because I love you guys. <laughs> awesome sauce by Girl Anna. Love this podcast. Funny and insightful. Better than the pumpkin spice latte on a cold fall day. All right. Great podcast by Future Drew. Great show, guys. Keep the good work. You three need to do another show together. Maybe Sutter's next show, Bastard Executioner. Who knows? Anyway, I have a prediction that will either be proven right or wrong this next episode, okay. which was tonight's. So let's see. 
I don't think Juice rats on Gemma. Jax will let Juice die doing the club a favor instead of meeting Mr. Mayhem. Juice will go after the cops as a cover for the death and injury of the cops at the AB meet. The oh. club will say he went rogue and had nothing to do with it. Gemma will have essentially told on herself to Nero, leading him to figure out she killed Tara and ultimately having Gemma decide whether she kills him to keep her secret or let him live and face the consequences. That's she- what I'd say about like 20% of that is true. Yeah, 25%. She will totally kill him is what they say. Uh, love this after show by all nicknames are taken 999 because apparently all nicknames are taken space number is actually taken all the way up to 999. Continue. I love the insights that your team offers each Sons episode is the best Sons of Anarchy podcast available. Regarding Neo- Nero telling Alvarez that Lynn threatened to kill his son, Alvarez let Clay murder his own son as payback. When Nero does tell Alvarez the situation at hand, a look of guilt flickers across Alvarez's face. Good love acting. the great acting and the long storylines intersecting with one another. Windy by Stormy Woods. Shout out to Stormy. Comment a few times and uh, you tweet us all the time. Katie gave an interview to TV Line saying these episodes so far have taken place within a week or two. Since it's been roughly three weeks since Tara's murder, Wendy as a character to me makes no sense. Last season she told Unser she didn't love Jax. They were drunk F buddies and Gemma pushed for marriage. Now this season we're being reminded almost every episode she loves Jax. Maybe I could respect Wendy if she wasn't so weak, but that's been her character the whole time. Her sobriety would be hard to maintain fighting with being second best to Tara. And her last comment, great podcast by Mizark. They do a great job recapping the episode and sharing thoughts on the show. A must for all fans of Sons of Anarchy. If you don't listen, beware the Black Widow will come get you. Alright, thank you so much for uh, all of your reviews. It's interesting the point about Wendy being kind of wishy-washy. Yeah. Uh... I, I have to review the, the season six episodes. I remember when she mentioned that, when she said that last season, uh, and even in this episode, she specifically says, uh, you know, like that she loves Jax. But even last season, it was more of a lie to herself. So I feel she, like she was self pitying. Yeah. Yeah. I, Cause like when we're originally introduced to the character, she is really still in love with Jax. Mm-hmm. So I think, I think anyone who's going through different times in their life kind of flip flops on their emotions. So I can't really, discredit her for that yeah she has that that conversation with brooke this episode brooke who's having sex with rat boy and brooke i swear has got to be only 15 like the, she so. looks she looks young she is a young woman out there not just petite look at her face she is just the youngest looking person she could be she could be 15 i swear and uh, it's probably not the truth but she is she is definitely not 18 Let's be real about that. I mean, I think that's why they tell Rat to be careful when they see her to, them together. Well, also just because she's like one of the caretakers of Jax's kids. I think if Jax found out, he'd have a conversation with Rat Boy. I don't think he'd mind. <laughs> Except for the fact that they're doing it near the kids. That's, yeah. That's the thing. That's the thing. Yeah. You know. But, I mean, good on Rat. For right. So, they look like they care about each other Fine. enough. Okay? Yeah, except Brooke says, you know, he's just, he shuts down when it's when it's club business. And Wendy is just sort of like, yeah, you know, you're never going to know what's inside his head. Well, that's good then, because that's mm-hmm. what Jax would like to hear. Yeah. Well, it's we're just talking about, we're talking about Wendy here. Okay. We're talking about Wendy, we're talking about her relationship with Jax. And, uh, you know, how it is refracted through the tragedy of Tara's death. And now that she actually has... what's in, What the most interesting thing to me is about Wendy is that her whole character arc has gone from wanting to be more involved with the club than mm-hmm. wanting to be involved in Abel's life. Uh, no, t- yeah, Abel's life. Yeah, Abel's life. And then wanting to have Abel know that she's her his mother. Mm-hmm. And then it went away from that at the time where it's most available to her. Mm-hmm. So it's really interesting to see if... I mean, we were talking about Abel before. That's how I'm pulling this back in. Is 
how much does he know? Is he actually going to understand that she is his mother when the time comes for him to find out about that? But that as well. The question, uh, you know, because he's got so much on his plate right now, and I just feel like this is the final season. He's got to find out about Wendy being his mother this right. season. I feel like once Tara, once Tara died, the importance of him knowing she knows that it's selfish to tell him now. At least, at least right now, only weeks after his mother's death, it's very. It would be very, very selfish to tell him. But I don't even think she's the one who tells him. I don't think so at all. I think it's a. Uh, it's either he's just been a fly on the wall in the wrong places. Well, that's what I'm saying. Is I, I honestly think it would be Gemma, if anybody, yeah, who would tell him, um, just out of some sort of misguided uh, attempt to be motherly or grandmotherly to him. But the, this poor kid is just is just screwed. I think he tells Wendy. Really? I think Wendy's the one... Well, Wendy says in this episode that he's pulling away from her. That he's retreating further and further. I even got a tweet. I I got a tweet from somebody who was just sort of like, Wendy's like the worst mother mother figure in the world. Of course he's retreating. His mom is dead. Yeah. Um, But But you really think he trusts her? At the same time, I feel like Wendy's the only one who, in his world, hasn't completely betrayed him hmm. like hasn't left him completely until she- he finds out that she's his mom who abandoned him yeah yeah but i said in his world okay because i mean i don't know i i think if anyone he's never gonna have access to his dad mm-hmm. and i think it's gonna be a more of it's gonna be another hammer scene except this time with wendy and this time it's well Gemma killed my mom i'm not letting you near my my brother or her hmm I mean, it's it's crazy. It's it's yeah. insane that. Well, I just I love that we finally have some chinks in this Gemma armor. That her behavior, her paranoia, and her intensity has crept to every single facet of this show. Unser's aware of it. Jax is aware of it. He's confused. Like even just just being lost as to why she is so panicked about it, and having all these other club members seeing her be visibly distressed coming to just help a junkie get clean and then to have nero show up in a panic be like you show me where Gemma is you take me to Gemma right now having oh. and well, having a gun at the ready right even nero was like exactly that's that's my point all of this heightened emotion it's some, gonna snap it's it, gonna snap one of these well times. my point is just everyone is now aware of it there is heightened emotion where there shouldn't be any so uh, at some point someone's gonna be like isn't that weird? That's a little weird. And I feel like it's going to be Unser. I feel like it's going to be Unser. I feel like he's going to pull this whole thing apart. Once he gets to Juice, Juice has got to crack. Juice has got to be the nut that cracks. But now that we have Abel in play... The worst thing in the world, though... The wor- What? Is it's going to be Unser, mm-hmm. but she's going to kill Unser. Oh. That's the thing. Is That's the reason we have Abel no. finding out... Of- no, this is the reason Abel found out. Because he- Juice is going to die and Unser is going to die. No, because... Well, yeah, but... I I hope Juice lives, but at the same time... Juice is going to have to tell Unser. Mm-hmm. Unser is going to confront Gemma because that's how he is. That's who you he is, You know yeah. he's not going to... Because yeah. he thinks that once he confronts her, she'll just give well, up. Also, because he's he's been in love with her for years, to find out that she murdered Tara and lied about it would be so heartbreaking. He has to confront her. Oh my god, Gemma, Gemma is going to smother Unser with a pillow, with something. She's gonna. She's gonna. Why? Why? Why do you say smother specifically? 
because she's going to try to play it off like, oh, I guess the cancer finally took him. Oh, my God. That's that's how she's going to play it off. Well, then, uh, okay, and any any Emmy worth their salt, okay, that autopsy is going to show that he asphyxiated. You can't say that, uh, you can't have someone die of asphyxiation and say that it's cancer. That's, that's, that's a leap. I know, she'd find some, yeah. she'd find some way to cover it up, and I think Abel's the, Abel's the ace of the spades. Okay. That comes up, and that's when we get the floodgates, because I right. think we still need this drama between, we need that confrontation with Unser and Gemma. We're gonna get it. Just calm, calm it. down. We're gonna get it, man. Steven, we're gonna get it. Okay. Uh, so Nero, fault. uh, Nero has some surprising news for Gemma at the top of this episode. An offer. Uh, Second time he's done this offer mm-hmm. to Gemma. Where he's like, hey, I'm going to I'm gonna get out of the life. I'm going to sell my piece of Diosa. I'm going to go get this farm, my uncle's farm. And uh, I'm going to take Lucius and you. I want you to come with me. It's not a bad deal. Million and, dollar farm, 150 mm-hmm. down is not bad. Yeah. And Jimmy Smith's in this scene is wonderful. When he, he like nearly brings himself to tears over all of the horrible things that have happened since he knew he needed to get out months ago. He knew that he needed to get out and he didn't. And on some level, he feels a lot of guilt for letting all of these things happen. He could have been long gone. They didn't have to be his responsibility. And because he's here, he let those people down and now they're dead. Because that black widow. Pulled him in. Mm-hmm. Pulled him in. Got him in her web. Oh, but that's like the worst thing. It's like she just takes and takes and needs and needs and she gives him almost nothing. And he just keeps coming back for more. She is the best ever at self-justification. Mm-hmm. Everything she does that a sane person would look at from the third person and be like, you are crazy. Mm-hmm. She just self-justifies and she's she's okay with it because she is the one who is right. Always. Mm-hmm. It's always because it's the what's best for yeah. the club in her mind. So Nero uh he brings this to Jax and he's like, you know, this is what I'm doing. I need to get out and Jax is like, "Listen, you don't have to do that. We're going to we're going to make this all go away. I promise." And By the way, do yeah. you know someone named Greensleeves cuz I want to go kill him. Well, that's first. Yeah. And and Nero very smartly is like, "All right, I'm going to do your do you your favor. I'm not going to get involved with the dirty business." And then I'm going to make my offer. Uh, and Jax, you know, isn't necess- isn't into it. He doesn't want him to leave, but he gets why he wants to. Um, and how do you think Jax is going to feel about uh, about Nero's offer to Alvarez? I mean, Nero basically makes this offer regardless of how Jax will feel. You know, we have to remember Alvarez, uh, the Mayans, and the Sons. When we started this show, were very bitter enemies, uh, and. To have them kind of come full circle is very, very interesting to me. I think Nero's just tired of playing Peacemaker. Hmm. I think he's just like, look, take half, take my cut, I'm out. And you know what? It's business. Jax will understand that or he won't. I'm out. Like, I'm done. Yeah. Like, he's done trying to be the... He's done trying to be the negotiator that gets caught in the middle of he's, everyone else's ploy. He's done being he's he's done being a gangster. When Winsome asks him, you know, are you I, are you a gangster? He just needs to cut Gemma out. He just needs to cut her out and leave. Like, cut her out like a tumor. Like, she's she is just she is cancerous. Jimmy, just get out of there. Nero, get out of get there, out of Smiths. There. Get just get out of there. Charming is not charming. It is not charming at all. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm glad to see Nero finally take a stand and and really once and for all want to get out of there i just wish that he would make enough of a stand to say i'm getting out with or without you i want you to come with me but if you don't i'm still leaving 
That's what I want. And I feel like he's not quite there yet. Didn't he say to take the kids, too, or something? Or no? Yeah, he said we'd, we'd take the kids with us. Yeah. Isn't that what Gemma killed Tara over, too? Trying to take the kids out of Charming? Well, yeah, but they'd be with her. I don't know. Look, I, I just... I I want to see Nero survive. I feel like his allegiance to Gemma is, is going to get him killed. Uh, hopefully it doesn't. Jimmy Smith is fantastic, and he had a great episode this week. Uh, I'm very, very curious, again, about Alvarez and uh, what he's trying to accomplish. You know, the Mayans have never really been, like, a massive force on this show. We've never seen more than, like, 12 of them at a time. And and Alvarez wants to take over all of August Mark's gun business. He's going to be taking over half of Diosa. Like, all of a sudden, the Mayans are about to become a major player in in Northern Cali. Well, it doesn't surprise me, though, too, because there is a huge population in California mm-hmm. of Hispanics and the gangs. There are a lot of gangs. I mean, even in the real life, there's lots of gangs like that. So the fact that they could be expanding all throughout at this point, seven mm-hmm. seasons in, well, I'm just, I'm makes just, sense. I'm just wondering what's going through Alvarez's head, because all of this is very, very sudden. You know, now we're we're buddy buddy with the sons. We're going to be taking out August Marks together. I'm going to get all this business. I'm going to be expanding, and I'm going to get a piece of Diosa. He's really getting going to be married to Teller in a huge way that I don't think he ever expected. So I, I just I want to figure out what's going on in his head. Does he think all of a sudden like this is my lucky day? What a windfall! My my fortunes are changing, or is he even the littlest bit? suspicious or wary of partnering with this guy who's brought down so much chaos. I think he's building a hand against Teller. Hmm. I think he's playing his game expecting Teller to fold. Interesting. Like, because I think, I think he's, it's like teamwork in a poker game. Teller's working with Alvarez, but I think Alvarez is going to come out with, thinks he's going to come out with the better hand and take down Teller. And he's not going to fold when Teller expects him to. Interesting. Sorry right. for the analogy. No, that's it's perfectly, perfectly valid. So, what's going on with the club? We we talked a bit about uh, Jacks thanking everybody for for being on his side. He thinks Bobby, he's no. in the final stretch, but he underestimates August Marks. Stephen is so distraught that he let his headphones tumble to the floor. He is just he's he's Bobby. having a moment. I know. We know. We know Bobby. We're we're all sad about Bobby. Let's talk about it. Uh, Bobby is, is our sacrificial lamb. I'm just glad that it wasn't his head in that box. We were arguing over what, what body part was going to be in that box. I said a hand, an eyeball, a I was tongue. like, it's too small for a head unless they cut off all his hair. No, I said hand. Oh, I said head. Oh. But it's t- it was too small of a box unless they cut off all his hair. So I had a feeling it was his eye. He'll never mm-hmm. write again. Oh, God. Awful. And I was just sort of like, man, Mark Boone Jr., man, he he just looks older every episode, and now he's the sacrificial lamb. Uh, This moment at the top of the show where they're standing in front of where JT died, and he takes an extra long beat. Uh, He's one of the last, I think he's like the last member who actually knew JT at the time. Original, yeah. Yeah, one of the last originals. Um, And, uh, well, he wasn't one of the first seven, but he he was old enough uh, to have spent time with JT. And uh, we all love Bobby. No one, there's no one in the audience who doesn't love Bobby. So to see him in this situation is just harrowing. And I hope they're able to rescue him in time. I really, really do. We meet uh, for the first time this new uh, enforcer, uh, the head of Marx's security. Yeah, God. Yeah, uh, very intimidating fellow. Dropping uh, off a little Tupperware in a box. Yeah, and 
Marx has just completely retreated. I wonder where he even is. He he probably has even gotten out of the state. He's like, I'm not even going to be anywhere near this shit. I'm just I'm going to guard myself, and you guys sweep my streets clean of scum, so that I can come back and make make my business happen. I mean, through this uh, this complex thing, having um, the pastor's wife sign this uh, sign this statement, swearing that the pastor's body was found at the development site really finally thoroughly screwing him over and having Marx not only not try to salvage it, but just basically saying like, okay, I'm going to wipe you out so that this never happens again. And I'll start from scratch if I have to. Yeah. Jax is playing Marx like he's Pope, but he's not Pope. He's not. And he says that he's like, Pope was the smart one. I'm the violent one. You Mm -hmm. get into bed with me. You're going to walk away without a body part. Yeah. Period. Namely an eye. Seriously, an eye for an eye. An eye for an eye. Eye, Uh, eye, Captain. Yeah, the man likes... Stop it. The man likes likes uh, likes his 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 poetry. It's a very poetic way of telling the sons we're at war. Um, I I I liked this. You know, we haven't had a ton of like uh, sons going after somebody, taking care of something. You have twenty four hours episodes this season, and there's always several of them every season. Uh, This week we had uh, the pastor's wife being blackmailed by this pimp named Green Sleeves. Uh, who's a fake Jew? It's our little procedural. Uh, exactly. Arc. I, I like those, uh, and uh, they really shoved it down our throats that he's a bad guy, though. I'm like, well, they they had to. Yeah, I mean, I'm, he didn't last for long. I know. Well, I'm glad that we have somebody who thoroughly deserved to die. Die. And we're introduced to Winsome. Winsome, who maybe we'll never see again. I don't know. Um, but she was lovely and did a great job on the show. Uh, I appreciated uh, how Jax took him out. That glass through the stomach, man. Through Have the you guys back. seen Ghost? No. No? I've never seen Ghost. You've never seen Ghost? Patrick Swayze? No, I've never seen Goldberg. Ghost. I've never seen Ghost. What? It's not on topic. Okay. No, it is on topic. Why? He Be- dies the same way? He dies the exact same way. Oh, damn. Not being pushed, but he falls in a window and the thing comes down and stabs through him. Jesus. Just the same way. Jesus. I was just like, wow, this is... The second time in my life I've seen somebody impaled by shards mm-hmm. of glass on That was also, that was the, the tiniest drugged up Asian prostitute that I've ever seen. Oh, you mean on TV or in person? It's just anywhere. Oh, on TV for me. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Alright, so they, they're able to, to get this together. They convince the pastor's wife uh, to sign this statement. Gemma's going to look after her and get her off the junk. Uh, and now she's got Nero to help out with that fact. Mm-hmm. Can't we just Darvin here? We're not going to Darvin What? Darvin the the pastor's wife with the son? I I'm, I am not I am not a fan. I'm not a fan of this idea. Uh, I think uh, I think it's time for predictions. Let's let's talk about what's coming with this gang war. Oh man. It's weird that we covered the sons and everything that's going on with them so quickly. Well, it's just because it, it really it was it was a fetch quest episode. It was a fetch quest episode where all of the big plot points were happening around the sons. Uh, we talked about Jax, uh, Jax and Unser uh, and Egley. We we talked a little bit about him and Tully and where mm-hmm. they stand. You know, we've got these alliances that he's trying to keep alive. But the big thing is now we are in open war with August Marks. And it's going to be uh, – we don't know what happened to Tyler. Tyler didn't show up. 
Tyler didn't show up to the meet, yeah. which makes me wonder if the Niners have been taken out, if they're no longer uh, a player in this. Because when it was the the Suns, the Mayans, and the Niners against Marks, okay, that's something I can buy. But if the Niners are no longer a factor, or if they've been looped back around into Marks's crew, that's a big, big issue. I think the fact that Eric, it's Eric, right? Yeah. Says, let's hope he doesn't kill the messenger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> means that he killed the messenger. Uh, I think that was foreshadowing, because I think we're going to have a whole lot of Dead Niners next episode. Oh, boy. And there is an episode that Kurt has been saying for this whole season, saying an episode of this season will make the Red Wedding look like a puppy show. It wasn't when they murdered all of those uh, all those guys last episode? No. Oh, my God. Cause, no, because we didn't care about those people. No, sorry, sorry, guys. But it's true. We didn't care about those people. Yeah. So, like... I'm wondering who is going to be that we care about that's just going to get mowed down. A bunch of people, apparently. God. Yeah. Well, we'll we'll, we'll find out. I'm 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 not looking forward to that one bit. It's right, going to so be really painful. Predictions, I guess. Yeah. What are you thinking? Well, it's it's difficult to say because we don't know where August is. Uh, I want to know what's going on with the Niners. I want to make sure that they're okay. Uh, I think that we're we're definitely in dangerous territory that we've never been in before. We're very firmly in the second leg of this season, and I feel like the first leg was dealing with the Asians. Second leg is dealing uh, with Marks, and then the final leg of the season is dealing with uh, being in bed with the Aryan Brotherhood. Aryan Brotherhood, sorry, I, people get upset when I say it wrong, uh, and dealing with internal internal beef and dealing with Gemma. Um, so we'll see all that come down. I've already said my piece on Abel. I honestly think it's going to be Abel pulling the trigger. Yeah, I think it's. I think Unser confronts Gemma after he finds out from Juice, and I think Gemma kills Unser, tries to blame it on something else, and then that's when we're going to get Abel pulling the trigger. I think that everyone with the Niners is dead. Yeah. I think Bobby's probably going to live. He's going to buy a parrot and mm-hmm. a sailboat, become a pirate. Oh, brother. And uh, he'll be captain. Okay, done. Stephen Lemieux, where can the people find you? Uh, you guys can find me on Twitter, at Stephen Lemieux, S-T-P-H-E-N-L-E-M-I-U-S, I-E-U-X. Also, be sure to check me out on the Sleepy Hollow panel, Tuesday nights at 11 p.m. with uh, someone you may know from the Sons of Anarchy panel, Matt Lieberman. That's true. And you can find me on Twitter at Matt Lieberman, M-A-T-T-L-I-E-B-E-R-M-A-N. You can find all my videos for SourceFed and SourceFed Nerd on YouTube, as well as my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Matthew D. Lieberman. Uh, also got Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Sleepy Hollow at Doctor Who on AfterBuzz. Thank you all so much. We'll see you next week. Good night. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.